Now on Radio Italia Uno. It's time for Happy Business Radio with Peter Salerno. An hour where we have lots of fun with very interesting guests. We talk about how to start, build, and increase your business. Right now, on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Yes, thank you. Hello, hello, hello. Good afternoon, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. And all our regular listeners know why we say good morning, good afternoon, and good night is because every Monday we're here on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM from 2 o'clock till 3 o'clock. And then thanks to Ron and Karen from Podcast City, we are um, podcasted in Monday evenings and it goes around the world to lots and lots of countries and Thank you to everybody who's listening to the program here in Adelaide and across Australia, and especially those that listen to it on podcast. Now, at the end of last year, we were in over 40 countries, and at the beginning of this year, I just did a tally. We are just over 50 countries around the world. We've got people in 50 different countries listening to this program on a regular basis. It's not just every spasmodic or somebody's heard it once. We've we've had people from, you know, all over Asia, all over Europe and literally 50 countries around the world. And the other day I had people from uh, Nepal that would listen to us regularly and uh, people in Timor um, and uh, have also started listening to us. We've got people in Papua New Guinea. We've got people in Uganda who are new listeners and uh, we've got regular listeners there as well. And I got a, another email from somebody in Brazil who had been listening to us and shared. And uh, uh, some friends of mine in Kuching, which is Borneo on the Malaysia side, who have been listening to the program regularly, have shared it with a couple of people and said, oh, yeah, my friend's in radio and he does this, this, this. And they said, oh, what's that all about? And um, I, I got about four or five emails all in the same period of time because people say, oh, thank you very much. We we really appreciate the information that you're sharing. So, you know, and I keep saying, you know, people in Italy or Europe, it's not about me. It's about my guests, the guests that I have who are um, – business people, businessmen, businesswomen, uh, people who have done different business things. And this evening, I've got a really special guest that I will introduce to you shortly. But before we go into that, I've had a lawyer from Perth that's been on regularly. At the end of last year, I decided that I was going to have a lawyer because we get a lot of legal questions and stuff like that. And I thought, okay, I'll, I'll ask a couple of people that I know who are lawyers and come on. And this uh, particular lawyer is uh, Maria Fifield. And Maria Fifield is a, she started her own practice and then her husband became a lawyer and joined her practice. And then over the last few years or, you know, five or 10 years, she's grown into a very, very big practice. And then she has three different offices across Western Australia. And, um, it's a credit to her and, of course, to her team and the way her team worked together. But Maria now specialises in wills and, uh, you know, doing that. And we talked a few times about dying in test state, which means dying without a will. We talked about what happens in a will when you've got mixed families, you know, them, there, there's us and everybody else trying to think. But I've had a couple of questions about people, you know, different places I've been around and people said, oh, well, what happens if you've got a will and there's a benefit to somebody in another country? Like if there's somebody here and all their relatives are in Italy or, um, or somebody's in England, you know, will they have the right 
uh, to the wheel the same as the people here in Australia. So I said, I really don't know because, you know, I, I assumed that because they're in Australia, it comes under the Commonwealth legislation and different states that, you know, but... Uh, I don't know how that holds up across the world. So um, we're going to try and make a call shortly to Maria and uh, ask her that question. So we'll come back to that shortly. But my special guest, of course, is Frank. And Frank is a very interesting man. He's he's got a a, a checkered background and a checkered foreground. (laughs) No, Frank, um, I work with him. I've been working with him for a while. But Frank is... um, when he was much younger, he was in a band. And to look at him, he looks like one of these bandsters, you know. <laughs> but he used to have long hair and all this stuff. Now he's bald. But anyway, Frank, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Frank. It's in- interesting. Um, we're going to call you Frank Matia, right? Yeah. And uh, that's your stage name that you've been using. So we'll stay with that, all right? So Frank Matia um, is... Um, or has been in a band for quite a few years. He's written a lot of songs and he's recorded some songs. So, Frank, tell us, you know, like we talk about business and we talk about how people start a business and then within the first two years they fail or within the first five years they fail. And there's lots and lots of reasons why they fail. But I know hundreds of people, myself included, that were in a band and They've all got to a certain level, you know, they were wedding singers or cabaret singers or whatever, but never got to the next level. So tell me a little bit about you. How, how old were you when you first started doing music? Oh, 15. 15. High school. Yeah. yeah. So what inspired you to do music? Uh, everyone at school was playing guitar. Yeah. yeah. And um, someone said to me, you got long fingers, you should play the bass. I went out, <laughs> I went out and bought one. Yeah. But all we talked about was music back then, back yeah. in the eighties. You know, we didn't yeah. have uh, the computer games and I don't know Netflix and everything. It was just sport or music. Or music that we all loved. So yeah, everyone was into music. You know, yeah. And what sort of music, <clears throat> particular, do do you uh, follow or have you followed? Because we've got so many varieties, oh, lots of, of things. Yeah, yeah. Well, I had like three older brothers, mm-hmm. three older sisters, and an older brother. Yeah. So I used to just listen to their records. Yeah. I think I played their records more than they did. Yeah. <laughs> and then when I, by the time I got to high school and the other kids introduced me to other bands. Yeah. Um, and then I got into heavy metal. Oh, yeah. wow. Because that was the most exciting thing, I reckon, at the yeah. time. So what were, at that stage, what were your motivations? What, what did you want to achieve? Uh, I wanted to play live and make records. And, yeah. And hopefully make something out of it. Yeah. And what I wanted to achieve, I think, was to not end up working in a factory, which is what I'm doing. Yeah. That yeah. Was, I mean, you didn't you're, happen. Yeah. But you're a tradesman. You got to, You've had a trade. But yeah. what I'm saying is that how many people out there would have loved to be a rock star? Would have loved to be this or whatever? And you know, I hear. A lot of people say, oh, I'd give up anything. You know, I'd give anything to that. But then they don't even give up. They don't even start. You know, a lot of people I talk to have said, oh, I'd love to play the guitar. I said, well, what's holding you back? You know, but you at the age of 15 decided to pick it up and, and run with it. So how, I mean, we talk about success, you know, and success is measured by your level of happiness. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's what yeah, I think. Yeah. You know, it's not about your level of money or wealth or whatever, but 
What inspired you to do that? Was it was there some something in your family? Was it a background, or was it just a all your work schoolmates? I think it was my my work schoolmates. Yeah, yeah. So but, I, I don't know. Just loved the music. Yeah, and when so, I started playing, I found mm-hmm. I got really good really quick. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> one of my friends who played drums. Yeah. He said, oh, "I know these two guys. They want to start a band. You want to go have a jam with them?" Yeah. And I went along and uh, had, a, had a play with them and um, I wasn't interested. I walked away. But Luke, but Luke's drummer, he, he stayed with them for a while and then yeah. he invited me back three, six months later and, like, they were really good. Yeah. And um, they were better than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> They'd been practicing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they actually got really good really quick and yeah. they asked me if I wanted to join. So Excellent. I did, yeah. So this is a point, you see, we, we talk about business, we talk about thing, and, and this is the entertainment business. It's still the entertainment business. And most people think that you can just get up and be a really good musician, a really good singer, you know, you get, you get these things like Pot of Gold and you get Australian Idol, you get all these other quests and talent shows and all the rest of it, you know, the voice and all that. But people don't realise how much time and energy has to go into that to practice and learn all this stuff. And then every song is a new song. You've got to practice it all, you know, to know it all. How many people do that in business? You know what I'm saying? It's a comparison. You know, we compare it to business. Not many people put as much effort into their business as you would have to learn the guitar, you know, and all the rehearsals. Like you said, in six months, they got really, really good. So tell me, after that, what what sort of things did you do? I mean, what, where, what venues did you play at? Oh, just any pub in Adelaide, basically. Yeah. So you started the pub scene? It was a really good band scene in the late Yeah, in the 80s, in the 80s yes, and I remember. 90s and there was gigs every Tuesday night, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Arvo. Yeah. And, and we'd go to just about all of them. Wow. And did your and band? sometimes play. Yeah. We so didn't did, play many gigs. Yeah. yeah. So, But you also uh, mentioned earlier that you did some recordings. And you wrote some songs? Yeah, we made a demo like yeah. in 86, 87. We made yeah. a really good little demo. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, we made an EP in 91. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty good. So what happened to the band? I mean, what, 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 uh, why do you think it didn't succeed? Um, oh, it's a hard one. Yeah. It's like. I wanted it to succeed, and I tried really hard, mm-hmm. and I was always really positive. Like, I'd catch a bus, two buses to go to band practice three days a week. Wow. To someone's house, and they were late, you know. Mm. So, I don't know. I think other members were just lazy. Not as committed as you were. They That's, were for a while. Yeah. But, I don't know, short short flame, you know. Yeah. Maybe. It's like we had a – the door was open for us. Yeah. You know, we got invited – to support this band in Melbourne, who were the biggest metal band in Australia at the time. Wow. And we went over and we met their manager. Oh, we kind of, we already knew him, but yeah. we were only like 21. What did we know? We were just kids. Yeah. <laughs> and we were terrified. And we met him at the strip bar and he made us meet him, meet him at the strip bar and he was drunk. Yeah. And we sat around the table like this and like he really liked us and he yeah. started saying things like, oh, you know, I want to to get a photo of you guys on the album, you know, like all in mm. dressed up, looking all heavy metal and have some girls at the bottom of your feet, yeah. you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And 
So like he was talking big about us. Yeah. But it was a little bit tongue in cheek, you know. Yeah. I think he wanted to support our band. Yeah. And he probably he would have. And when we left that, I remember when we left that um, meeting. Yeah. Me and the drummer were like sort of having a bit of a giggle and thought, well, that was fun. Yeah. But the other two members who were kind of like the band leaders, yeah. they just said, oh, who, this guy's a so-and-so and he's just going to rip us off. Yeah, so they and, were scared. Yeah, and we were like, well, we'll probably we'll all get ripped off, but yeah. someone's opening the door for us. Yeah, somebody's opening Let's the take door. a chance, you yeah. know. It's probably not going to happen again. Yeah. I mean, when you're young enough and – he likes our EP and he wants to distribute it around the world. And yeah. um, apparently he still has our EP yeah. behind his desk on the wall in his office. Oh, wow. In Melbourne. Yeah. After 30 years. Yeah. 32 years. He still has it on his wall. Still have it there. Yeah. Modern Invasion Music. He he he, he distributes yeah. and sells uh, metal CDs from all over the world in Australia. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he's still going and- yeah, he he really liked us, and um, uh, he, so, could, he could have helped us. But, but so the thing is, we need to talk about what you think was holding the others back. You know, because this is what happens in business. Some people they they grow to a certain level, and then they don't grow anymore. Negative it, attitude. Yeah. So it's towards life. Yeah. Negative attitude. Yeah. So. People start a business and, and they grow in the first six months, nine months, two years, and they get to a level and then they plateau. You know, like, you know, we're talking about a plumber, for example, and I, even this evening across the road, there was an old ute there, you know, a really old ute that was like, I looked at it and I thought, my God. And then across the road here in front of the new building where there was a brand new uh, van with the same sort of thing written on it, you know, a, a building company and there's a brand new van and then over there there's an old ute that's been, you know, 25 years old literally. The guy there hasn't improved much, you know, mm. where the other guys. And there, there's businesses here where the, the guy's still driving an old ute and the other guy's got 46 or 64 vans on the road. You know, makes a big difference. No, I'm not saying everybody wants to be a multimillionaire or everybody wants to grow their business that big, but why do some businesses don't grow, you know, like some uh, bands don't take the opportunities, you know? Yeah, I, was, I could never answer that question. Yeah. I mean, we, we didn't have we – we were only young, you know. Yeah, so I mean, you didn't have the right some, management. We needed someone to look after us. So that's we could, the so point. So we could just play See, that's a music good point. and write and, and, and perform whenever we could. That's a good point. You, we, you but we, couldn't, we couldn't do both. Yeah, you need a manager. You yeah. need a coach, somebody like that. Yeah. We'll come back and talk about that because that's, I think, probably the most important thing you said all night. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Hang on a minute. <laughs> Radio Italia Uno. You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Yes, thank you so much for listening every Monday from 2 to 3 and, of course, on the podcast anytime you like. Just go to whoever you use as a podcast. And please support the people that support us. Like I say every week and every time I'm on the air, you know, we have some wonderful sponsors. We have some wonderful people promote this program or help our station and and uh, we're here to help you. So if you have a product or service that you want to get out there to the world, let us know because we can um, – help you promote your product or your services. And thank you. 
for uh, listening to us. Thank you for sharing this because, you know, the only reason why we are in over 50 countries at the moment is because people have heard the podcast or listened to the show and say, hey, that was worthwhile. And they've shared it with their friends and with their relatives overseas or, you know, people like that, business people here say, oh, have you heard that podcast? And they go, what's that all about? Hello, Maria. Okay, Maria. Yes, Peter, I'm here. Okay, thank yes, you. Peter. We're talking now to Maria Fifield from Perth in Western Australia. And um, thank you for taking my call, Maria, because we've had you on the show a couple of times before talking about wills and talking about estates and the legal side of that. Now, I've had a couple of people send me um, a couple of questions and also I've been speaking to different people, you know, that I network with and they've asked me about uh, wills and they've asked me about how does that work if somebody's got a property here but their relatives are all overseas, like if somebody's got relatives in Italy or somebody's got uh, relatives in England and will the will... um, like in Western Australia, stand up in Australia? Is it a Commonwealth thing or is it just specific to each state? I think we mentioned uh, this before. Yes, we did touch on it, Peter. Yeah. Uh, still in Australia, we have uh, certain laws that are state-based. Right. Um, so the, disclaim- the disclaimer is general information. If you want something specific, talk to a local lawyer. Yes. However, any wills done in Western Australia should cover the whole of Australia. Okay. So um, properties, how yes. does that work? I've been asked, how does that work if somebody does a will here in Australia in one of the states and then how does that hold up in a European court or if somebody in Europe wants to challenge it? Can you give okay, us any information well, a, about that? that? That's a very good question, of course, because um, we're, we're very multi cultural country and we have people that that, uh, may inherit property in different countries. Now, in WA and, of course, um, basing, you know, the laws of WA, um, and as I say, it may cover the other states as well, but best to get some specific information. So we have what is called recognition of dominion countries. Now, dominion countries are those countries that have uh, an agreement and belong under the, um, it, it used to be the dominion of the Queen, so we like mm-hmm. the Commonwealth countries. So um, they have what is called a, um, well, they they agree to accept a grant that's issued in Australia in that country, but it has to be resealed. Now, because our laws are different around Australia, we also have to reseal, like, let's just say we have um, someone passes away in Western Australia, they have property here, and then they have a property in Victoria. So what you would have to do, you'd have to get a grant in Western Australia if that person was living here, and then that grant would have to go to the Court of Victoria and be resealed over there. So it's a resealing of that grant, which is a fairly simple process under the laws of Australia. So how does that happen if somebody here um, has property, say, in England or inherits a property in England and then they die? Um, or yes. they have property here and all their relatives are in England. How does that? Well, I'll, I'll just get on to that because so that's the process in Australia. Now, with these countries that have a, a, an arrangement, these Dominion countries, they also have the same thing. So UK is one of those Dominion countries. Okay. Um, um, New, Ze- New Zealand, 
um, and Pos- and Singapore, and a, a few that have changed over the years. But they do the same thing. So it's as if you were resealing the grant on okay. another state of Australia. So if it's in Italy yeah. or Germany or some other country, Poland or something that uh, non-related, or you know somebody in in the Philippines or somebody in uh, uh, Malaysia, for example, Indonesia, they they now, how believe, would that apply? I be- yes, I believe Malaysia comes under. We have. A few years ago, we had an estate matter where we resealed a grant in Malaysia, in the court yeah, in that, Malaysia. Yeah, they used to be an English country, that's right. Well, under the Dominion, yes. Yeah. But it, it, Europe don't come don't come into that category. So you, you would have to have a will. If you have property in Italy, let's just say you go to Italy, you live there for a while, you buy property, come back to Australia, and your place – of abode, which is where you live, is is WA. You'd have a will in WA, and you would have to have a will in Italy in accordance with the Italian laws. Um, so you have so to have a will in that country as well. Yes. Okay. What yes. if what now, if somebody here um, had relatives in Europe or the Philippines or something like that, and could they claim the property, or would the person here, well, other relatives here, have a bigger claim or bigger share? How does that work? Well, it, it, it obviously works in accordance with the laws of that country. Now, certain countries um, um, don't allow, like if someone dies without a will, certain countries have prescribed, like we do, we have the Administration Act in WA, the Succession Act over East in Victoria, I believe mm-hmm. it is, and Queensland and New South Wales have the similar um, and the other okay. states as well. So each country would have its own uh, laws of intestacy, which is someone dying okay. without a will. No, but if they I have a will, yes, if they do have a will, oh, um, yes, uh, would like no. I, my no. friend here. No. There's one of them that we were in a group of people. One of them's married to a Thai lady. One's married to a Filipino lady, and the other one's got a. His wife is from England, and he's saying that if um, the people in the Philippines could they claim the property here, if he died with a will. Uh, it would be different. Uh, well, no, because people can, if they're entitled. Now, let's just say, uh, talking about the laws of WA, mm-hmm. if someone has a will, uh, a parent makes a will and leaves one of the children out because they've been naughty or they haven't talked to dad or mum for years, okay? So that parent can leave that child out of the will. But um, our laws, which are here in WA and similar, as I say, in other states, uh, is called the Family Provision Act, which says that a biological child or a child can make a claim against a parent's estate if they're left out of the will. So they can make a claim. Okay. So if there was a biological, if there was a biological child living in the Philippines and their parent or grandparent or mm-hmm. whoever they could make a claim against, died here in WA uh, or in Australia then they could actually make a claim against that parent's or potentially grandparent's estate, okay. right? Yep. So it doesn't matter if you're living in another country. Okay. However, however, if you reverse that and say, look, I've got a parent who lives in the Philippines and um, that parent dies, left me out of the will, I'm going to make a claim, then you have to rely on the laws of the Philippines, yep. So, which is totally different to Australian law. Fair enough. Okay. So that would be specific. Yes. Yeah. And we've had to, sorry to interject, but yeah. we've had to have um, to engage a lawyer in, um, I think it might have been the Philippines, for a client here who intended to make a claim on property over there. Yeah. Um, so that 
So we became the Australian agent and we had a, a lawyer engaged in the Philippines for our clients. We worked together yeah. on that. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for clearing that up. I, I, I've got, a, like I said, a similar questions from three or four different people, you know. So that's what I said. There was, uh, somebody was had a, a, a Thai wife, one's got a Filipino wife, and one obviously uh, from England and wanted to know whether her children or their children could claim any of their parents' estate here. You know, it, yes, it, I, if that, if the yes, under the laws of Australia, um, a biological child can claim if the parent is living here and dies here. Okay, yes, that's good. All right, thank you for clearing that up, and uh, we'll have that's you nice. on. We'll have you on in a couple of weeks' time again, and we'll ask you all those other questions that I get. <laughs> all right, thanks. Yes, thank- I'd like to talk to you. Sorry, Peter. Yep. I guess you're rushing. Just quickly, I'd like to talk to you perhaps on the next show. I've got a ninety-year-old client of mine who came and told me he wanted to get married. Interesting. Yeah. Implications. Ninety-year-old, yes. <laughs> and he wants yes. to get married. Yes. Okay. All right. Well. we'll- yes. That's an interesting topic. We'll talk about that in a couple of weeks' time. All right? All right. Thank, Thank you. you, Peter. Thank you very much. Thanks, Maria. Thanks for your time. We really appreciate it. That was that was Maria Fifield all the way from Perth and Avon Legal. So anybody in Perth or Western Australia need a lawyer, talk to Maria. Um, she has a very big practice and they specialise in several areas of the law. Maria herself is now specialising in wills and intestates. Thank you very much, Maria. We'll talk to you later. Radio Italia Uno. You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much for listening and thank you very much for sharing our podcast. Of course, every week we're here on Radio Italia Uno and please support the people that support us. And uh, if you need a product or service, have a look and listen to what our uh, wonderful people are uh, advertising and their products or their services and give them a call. Use their product, use their services. And if you have a product or service that you want to promote, get in touch with us. Get in touch with me or somebody at the studio and we're more than happy to help you out. Now, um, we've just had a bit of an interruption or uh, a cutoff because uh, my special guest is Frank Martinez. And Frank, um, we're talking about a failure. We're talking about businesses that fail, but we're talking about the loss of a dream, isn't it, Frank? Yeah, it was. It was yeah. a loss of a dream. And what happens when you lose your dream? What happens when you lose your – people start a business and put a lot of money, a lot of energy into starting a business, and they work really hard for, you know, two, three, four, five years, and then they go bankrupt, you know, and they lose a dream, and then some of them come back, bounce back, and start another business, and, you know, and do the same thing again. And some people I've known have done it two, three, four times, and others have put in a lot of money into starting a business and building it up, and somehow it just trickles off to nothing, you know. And, and of course, we see that all the time with bands. People that, you know, young men such as yourself and, you know, myself and a lot of others who wanted to be a pop star, wanted to be in a band and never took off, you know. But you had the opportunity where somebody was going to promote you and re- ready to s- take your EP to the market and your recordings because you actually recorded. So... Why do you think the rest of the band didn't want to do it? Oh, a number of oh, I'm not sure. A number of reasons. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, you had to definitely you had to believe in yourself. Yeah. Um, you had to um, really want it. The, yeah, really want it. You had to have the courage to 
to spend the money. Yeah. Because basically you, someone's offering you a job yeah, and you have to impress them. Yeah. And you, you can't just give them – we just gave them a – we did another recording and I just gave them a cassette. We did a studio recording but, yeah. you know, it cost about $500. And I don't, he didn't even understand it. Just listening to it, it just sounded like terrible. Yeah. You know, he wanted to hear a professional recording, just yeah. one or two, just two songs. Yeah. He wanted to hear it. He wanted to be impressed. And if, and if he was impressed, he probably would have said, right, here's $20,000. Here's a contract. Let's, let's make this happen. Mm. We'll make, we'll make a proper record. Yeah. But basically we had to spend about between five and 10,000 just to, to make two songs, just to impress yeah. this guy. And there's like a big risk. Yeah. But I think it would have been worth it if if everyone just had could stuck together. Yeah, and just we went, if we went, they all we had spent the one dream. Two and a half thousand dollars each wouldn't have killed us. Yeah, you know, between the four of us, we could have done it. You know, um, um, but I don't think they were willing to do it. And yeah, it's just heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is what I want to talk about because this is important. A lot of people don't have the same goal, don't have the dream, they don't have the same big dream. You know, or they're not f- prepared to fight for their big dream. Would you be prepared to start again? No, now? no, I have no. no knowing, <laughs> you know what they say. No, what they say. You know, knowing if I knew then what I know now, I would do things differently. Or if I knew then what I know now, I'd be a millionaire. You know, yeah. but now that you know it, if you had the opportunity, somebody said, "Hey, come and join my band and do that," would you go? Would you still light that fire? Oh, that's a. I don't know, Pete. I mean, I don't think that fire's out in you yet. I I can see it in your face. I can see it. You just have to say goodbye to your boss. (laughs) No, but I'm saying. You have to quit your job. Yeah, but. You have to tell, I reckon you have to just go like full steam ahead. Yeah. Forget about everything else. To be very, very successful, yes, you would have to. Yeah. I mean, you know, you've got to be single minded. Just constantly. Look at boxes. Like, just. Yeah. Oh, they train. Train. Yeah, I know. I mean, I. All day, every day. And the thing is, athletes have to. Because they believe in themselves. Yeah. 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 I mean, you have to do that. I mean, you know, to be an entertainer, you have to be the best, you know, otherwise you're just going to be mediocre and you'd be part yeah. of the crowd. You know, you'd be a support act for the rest of your life. Yeah. Well, back in the day, because of the style of music we were playing, yeah, it, we were burning so much energy. Yeah. And and it was actually, it was an absolute scream. Like we had a yeah. laugh. <laughs> and, um, the singer could only sing once. Yeah, you know he didn't have a beautiful voice. He was, we were trying to be in character. It was it was a metal bang. You yeah, know? we were just having fun. You know, like if you were going to write a song about the apocalypse, yeah. we made it sound like an apocalypse. You know, <laughs> and when you're screaming into a microphone, you can't. I don't know how bands have stuck together for forty years and still do it, but he could only do it once. Yeah, and it was like we can't. And they didn't want to play any live shows, yeah, basically because of that. But we didn't. I don't think. Don't think it would have mattered. We could have just made studio records, yeah, and not have to, had to worry about performing being rock stars, yeah. You know, like lots of bands have just oh, have yeah. just recorded records and yeah. never played a show. Yeah, that's right. They don't and tour very often. That's right. Yeah, and they're famous and everything. They've done yeah. really well without the. Yeah, all the, the crazy touring. touring yeah. yeah, yeah, a lot of. A I don't lot think of, we could have done it. Yeah, I could have. Yeah, but I don't think the singer could have done it. Maybe two, three times a year, you could have. But, yeah. Um, but the energy we we burnt was incredible. 
I think we just burnt out really fast. Yeah. <laughs> so what what do you think you would have done different now? This is the important thing, you know, like what would you have done different if you now, knowing what you know now, what would you do different? Because that's what we talk about in business, you know, we talk about in I'd, life. You I'd know? start home and, reco- and, make, and make my own recordings. Yeah. I'd just get all my own equipment and do yeah. everything. Fair enough. I could, because with the technology now that, yes. to, like 30 years ago, you had to go to a studio. Now you can just get some, you can do it on your phone. Yeah. You can, you can record a, yeah. an orchestra on your yeah. f- mobile phone with some yeah. app that has all the tools you need to yeah. do it. It won't sound fantastic, but yeah. it'll sound, it'll probably be good enough to impress, impress that guy yeah. behind that desk. <laughs> That's As right. in like 30 years ago, it was either a cassette recorder or a ten thousand dollar recording. Yeah, and well, that's that's it. it. It's interesting you say that because I know that people can set up a studio or you know buy equipment and do a really good you know with a video phone and stuff like that. You know, that you always works. could, but it's definitely better now. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but you need that. You need someone behind you. You need you need that support. Yeah, because it's music, you know. It's like a, it can't probably not a worse cutthroat industry than any in the world. Don't yeah. you think? You know, it's a risk to take. Bands were getting ripped off all the time in the nineties. Oh yeah, when you they know. signed contracts yeah. with a company and then they kept all the royalties and yeah. everything else. Who was it? Frankie goes to Hollywood. He, I think he when he signed the contract, he signed everything over. Yeah, well, and he didn't make any money at all. Yeah, and he ended up owing the company. Yeah, <laughs> there was there Local was company. there's a lot of you know John Fogerty wrote a lot of songs and then they became owners of the the songs. He doesn't even own his own songs, yeah. you know. And it wasn't for a long time that he wasn't able to record, so he didn't record yeah. for about fourteen years or so. And then when he started, he was able to start all over again. And uh, yeah, that, I mean, unfortunately, some of those record companies were very you know, business-minded and yeah. looked after themselves and not the artists, you know. We might not have made any money or a lot of money, yeah. but you would have been out, You would have your music would have been out there, you know, for everyone to listen to. So what do you think is the most important to you, to have your music out there or to be recognised for it? Uh, if your music's out there, you're recognised for it. Yeah. yeah. I, I think like I've got a good following in Adelaide. Sorry? I, I had a really good following in Adelaide. Yeah. If I go out now, people still come up to me after 30 years. Yeah. Because I loved our music at the, back in at the time. At the time. Yeah. Wow. So if we could have kept, imagine if we had kept going, you know. Yeah. You know, we probably would never be in Adelaide. We'd be in <laughs> New York or in, in Berlin or somewhere. Yeah. yeah, but Adelaide's the best place to live anyway. <laughs> Adelaide's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. But you'd probably be living here but travelling. <laughs> yeah. So what would have to happen then? For you to get back into the industry, oh, what do you think? I'd have to wake up and be twenty-one again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh no! I, oh, I'd have to stop doing overtime. Yeah. No, the reason why I'm asking sure. because <laughs> the reason why I'm asking is because a lot of people have a dream, and somebody steals your dream, you know, or you have a dream to build a business, you have a dream to do this, that, or whatever, and it doesn't happen, or you go bankrupt, or you, you know, your business has to close down, or whatever. And do you remain at that level forever, or what happens in inside you? There's something dies. Something know? died inside me for sure. Yeah. yeah. So what would have to happen for that to regenerate? Oh, I don't know, because I go 
have any ambition anymore. You just, yeah. <laughs> I, look, <laughs> just want to go fishing. Frank, Frank, thank you for being so honest because this is what it's all about. Yeah. You know, because there's a lot of people out there who are feeling exactly the same as you're feeling. Yeah, well, you know, you, know, you, you try everything when you're young and yeah, um, you just get to a stage where you just want to. Yeah. You have just, no more troubles. In <laughs> all right. I don't look, need that trouble. Too many Don't dramas. need that anymore. All right. Look, um, honestly, thank you for being so honest because the fact is that there will be a lot of people out there listening to this and say, yeah, I know what he's feeling. Yeah. You know. Look, we'll come straight back after this commercial break. Thank you. Radio Italia Uno. You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. Look, it's really been a pleasure having Frank in the studio today because he's been as honest as a day is long. Look, the fact is when somebody has had a dream ever since they were a child or, you know, 10, 12, 15 years of age, he started playing the, the bass guitar because at the time everybody was, you know, into music and he got into music. But like you said, when he was much younger, he used to play all his brothers' and sisters' records. And so he's been into music, for, you know, ever since he was uh, quite young. And then he's, he got into a band and um, they were very successful and played gigs and even recorded their own songs. And Frank's written quite a few songs. But unfortunately, without the right management, without the right people around you, you didn't get very far. No, that's right. Yeah. So we're talking about people stealing your dreams. We're talking about, you know, that fire in your belly going out, you know, and how you feel for the rest of your life, really, because that happened. You know, now I'm not saying this as a negative. I'm saying it as a positive. I'm trying to help people to realise you can still rekindle some of that passion. You know, you can rekindle that fire. You can restart your dreams. Don't let people steal your dream. That's what this is really all about. And it's, you know, what would you do different now? You know, uh, you have to have thick skin, right? For starters, <laughs> yeah. you know, you can't let people like put you down. Yeah, but and I wanted to keep, I wanted to carry on, but I didn't want to do it on my own. Yes, you know, that's just. I mean, it. I stay at home, watch TV on my own. I don't need to play yeah. music on my own. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, the, the, you, need a, you need a team. That's right. You know? That's the, why, I like, I'm so like, God bless the Beatles and Led Zeppelin because they were like. <laughs> Best friends forever. Yeah. And they they were a team. Yeah. Well, that's I I heard the story of the Rolling Stones where um, Mick Jagger and the manager, you know, had a clash and they they were um, having problems and then, you know, they they sacked the manager and Mick took over. And from the time that Mick took over, everybody trusted him. Everybody knew that he was going to do the best thing for the band. And he has, he's like, and the bands just keep going and going and going and every so often they do a tour and then they do more tours and they release another album or, you know, a song or two and, and they just keep going stronger and stronger. Mm. And they've been together for what, 30 years? 50 years. Hey? 50 <laughs> more years. like 50. Yeah. I mean, you know, but as I'm saying, some bands have been together for 30 years or longer and obviously the, they have because, and uh, still recording. And still touring, you know, a lot of the bands, like you said, become really good friends and they remain friends, you know. Yeah. And that's a, I think that's the key to success. Yes. Yeah. I've been watching um, all these interviews with um, like this metal band called Slayer. He yeah. also, he inspired us 
to do what we did back in the day. Yeah. And they're like around in the late 50s now. Yeah. And they're all best mates. Yeah. Well, there's no reason why they shouldn't be. (laughs) I mean, obviously, there's a lot of bands that break up because they get annoyed with each other or whatever. Yeah, that's it. You you clash. Yeah, yeah, you clash personalities. I think we clashed a lot, yeah. I think that's right. I remember being in a band and there was one person wanted to do one thing and somebody else wanted to do something else. And then there there, there was like two people in the band wanted to do this and the other three wanted to do something else. Jealousy. Yeah, or jealousy. That's another one. Yeah, they split up, you know. They split up. But that's what happens with every partnership. You know, there's not many partnerships that survive, you know, whether you talk about husband and wife or you're talking partnerships in a business or partnerships in a band. There's always one that wants to be the leader and the other wants to be the leader, so you get a clash of heads, yeah. you know. So yeah. that that's an important aspect yeah. of it, you know. And and like you said earlier, I mean, we're, we're talking while we're off air, you know, but some of the things you said there were very important about how – um, the songs you wrote, had you recorded them, they would have been much more famous, you know, and and um, somebody else has stole your dream. So you've written these songs. Well, i tell you what, I just recently got a an email from my friend Kelly who lives in Melbourne. Yeah. He found one of our really early demos yeah. for sale on the internet. For sale? Yeah, for 600 bucks. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, there you and go. A cassette demo, so the oh. band's still... Yeah, that's it. So what was the name of your band? Martia. Martia was the name of the band. Yeah. It's actually sort of still going. Yeah. Because the singer, I tried to keep it going with some other people, but it didn't didn't work. Yeah. And then I just gave up. I had enough. Yeah. But I think the singer stuck with some other people and kept going, but they didn't make any money. Right. I made some records, though. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's the the point. See, the thing is that – You'd be surprised how your dream is is being uh, stolen in a way because yeah. somebody else has taken over your dream and you know kept on going. So this is what's important about getting a coach. What's important about getting the right manager? You know, yeah. uh, spending some money, yeah. investing in yourself, and and th- these are all very valuable lessons. So look, Frank, I really appreciate you sharing it because what you've just shared in this podcast relates to everything, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it, true. It relates to life. It relates to yeah. business. It relates to your personal life, your, your partners with your wife, your your husband. Everything's you know. an investment. Everything's <laughs> an investment. Sort. You've got to put time, energy. You yeah, you've got to have th- thick skin. You've got to have thick skin. Have, you, yeah. you, have, you just have to not let anyone walk all over you. Just <laughs> walk straight over them. Yeah. <laughs> Do what you want. Like I did today. All right. Yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Look, thank you very much, Frank. We've got to finish the show. Unfortunately, time's flown. Yeah. It it's been fun. Didn't all right. Last long. Thank you. you. You've shared some really good things tonight. So thank you very much. Oh, so I appreciate it. Thank you. thank you. Thanks to everybody. And until we meet again, please keep sharing the program. Let all your friends know. And uh, we'll make 100 countries soon. <laughs> Thank you very much, and thanks to Ron from Podcast City, and thank you to all the listeners of Radio Italia Uno, and until we next time, goodbye. You have been listening to Happy Business Radio with Peter Salerno. Catch our show every Monday from 2 to 3 p.m. on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. 